This is Mission.org. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm your host, Jeremy Bergeron, the Vice President of Media Strategy at Mission.org. And this is the show where twice a week, you'll get VIP access into the hearts and minds of some of the most influential marketers in the world. On Marketing Trends, we'll do two things. We'll go deep on a human level, and we'll go even deeper on the nitty gritty of what makes for the most successful marketers and strategies today. I'm glad you're here. Now let's get into it. As the methods of communicating messages of love, sympathy, celebration, or holiday cheer have evolved in the last 100 years, the $20 billion greeting card industry continues to adapt to serve multiple generations of caring connectors. This term, caring connector, used by Hallmark Chief Marketing Officer and Senior Vice President Lindsey Roy to describe Hallmark customers of all ages and demographics is an illustration of the relational way they think about their consumers at this legacy brand. For more than a century, Hallmark has been giving consumers the tools to make holiday moments of gift giving and connection unforgettable. Lindsey Roy, the CMO and SVP at Hallmark, brings two decades of experience as she helps people connect with each other in meaningful ways. If I was gonna narrow it down to like the biggest source of change, I think it's that consumers want flexibility. You think about 10, 15, 20 years ago, you kind of played the game, the manufacturer, the retailer, whomever put out there. Now it's, I want how I want it, when I want it, where I want it. And we can all think of whether it's from grocery shopping to buying your presents for Christmas, whatever it is, people are completely demanding flexibility. And that's a huge insight into how we're thinking about where we reach people We always try to have authentic conversations in our marketing. Giving your customer that flexibility they demand for when, where, and how they want you, whether that be via the tap of an app or at a retail location, shows that you're truly listening and serving them. In this episode, Lindsay and I dive into the role that data plays in every aspect of Hallmark strategy, including innovating the ways and thought process behind Hallmark's testing and uses for AI how Hallmark's data strategy is redefining and its rewards program, and a bit about Lindsay's leadership style. Excited for you to enjoy this conversation I had with Lindsay on this episode of Marketing Trends. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Marketing Trends. This is your host, Jeremy Bergeron, Vice President of Media Strategy at Mission.org. And today we have Lindsay Roy, Chief Marketing Officer with Hallmark Cards. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeremy. Excited to be here. So excited to have you. I was just mentioning before this that I noticed that you've been at Hallmark for over 20 years. Are you in the 2021, 22 year? How long has it been? Yeah, you're exactly right. So yeah, it'd be 21 and some change. Okay. So nicely done on your research. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, look, the Hallmark brand, you know, been around for over a hundred years. I think that was in 1908 was the starting year there. And so you jumped into this really beautiful 
Um, I think the word that you used before was majestic brand, which I actually love that term. And so they've been around a long time. They're still pri a privately held company as well, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Awesome. I have to, by the way, give credit to um, our CEO, Mike Perry, always uses the word majestic brand. And I, I love that. I think it just describes the, um, the Hallmark brand really well. So yes. Um, so cool. Yes. And still, still a privately held company, which is, um, you know, a, a pretty cool thing too. So I, I noticed the timeline on LinkedIn that was this your first job out of college? Was Hallmark? Um, no. Okay. So if you keep scrolling, maybe okay, there's. Okay. there's okay. <laughs> I did. Um, you know, I did have um an agency gig. Okay, I started okay. off as a media planner in Chicago. So, but you know, if I look back to life stage wise, I I have essentially had you know my whole life grow up while I've worked at Hallmark as well. So almost it's been my my main got it adult job, if you will. Awesome. Okay. Well, tell us just kind of how, like how you approach marketing as a marketing leader. What's your just high level approach to marketing? Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, I'll say that I, I think marketing is an interesting field and obviously it's changing a lot, but you know, my background is a little bit unique as well. I mean, I do have a journalism advertising kind of speech degree and I did the agency thing for a while, but a lot of my time at Hallmark, I actually was running um, businesses and product development roles, running digital roles. And so I am not a classic marketer, if you will, but the role I have now has all of the marketing functions. So everything we're going to talk about today with how we leverage first-party data and social and the changing landscape. But the other parts of my job are still around running hallmark.com and our insights and analytics community. So I say all that to say, um, just how my experiences have shaped me and the amazing people I get to work with every day. I probably look at, you know, the marketing quote unquote landscape from a bit of a different view, just as my job has some different aspects to it. Hmm. That's awesome. How, how do you establish like realistic growth goals kind of going into the next year? Cause I look at the brand look, it's an established brand. You have global reach. This is not just a, uh, you know, a company reaching people in the US. There's a, it's a massive reach, massive brand. Yep. And you have a lot of data, a lot of technology, a lot of things at your kind of at, at the helm there to use. How do you now establish kind of realistic growth goals for Hallmark? Yeah, it's a great question. And I'll say, first of all, and of course, this feels like a bit of a shameless plug, but uh, you'll find that I like genuinely believe in everything we're doing that overall, it's a great time to be at Hallmark because the core essence of people wanting to care for each other and connect with each other, you know, that is perennial, the ways in which we do that change. But like our mission is perennial and even coming, you know, I don't even want to say coming out of the pandemic. I don't think any of us ever know how to describe we are here as it relates to the pandemic. But even the last couple of years, people have really taken even more stock into like, man, relationships matter. And really when it comes down to it, you know, really having those priorities. So with that, we have a lot of growth opportunities. And as we go to set goals to kind of the heart of your question, you know, I think a lot of times it really just depends on um, what you're trying to do and what your business objectives are, how much you're willing to invest behind those objectives, what you've learned before, you know, as I'm sure your other guests on this show say, it, there's never one answer. We do a lot of hey, top down, what would be great to be true, bottom up, what do we think are the most realistic expectations? And then just kind of work that to figure out, um, once again, how do you leverage what you've learned slash what you believe can be true? So, you know, we set growth goals at the highest level and then, you know, at time frame or consumer segment level, et cetera. But I think it's the same as everybody. You just kind of work it 
until you get to a place where you're like, I think the ultimate goals are ones that everybody believes they can win and achieve, but they still have a little bit of stretch to them. So you kind of have that, you know, kind of fun motivation. So that's what I try to strive for with our team. Mm, I love that. And thinking about the team too, I'm curious about your perspective on like, what do you look for when recruiting like a growth focused marketing team? Well, you know, I can't imagine, first of all, that there's anybody who wants to hire people in today's world that aren't growth focused. And so like you're alluding to, you know, that is, you got to have people who can envision and dream and pivot at the same time, having people who can execute and have skill sets and understand, you know, is platform exchanges every day. So I'll put all that in the table stakes department, but, you know, um, a few things that I think of in general when hiring people, one is I always look for people who are purpose-led in some way. I truly believe that's a differentiator that the Hallmark brand has in the marketplace to find the best talent is who are people who actually care that they get to be a part of helping people build better relationships. And I mean, is there anything you know more satisfying? And so that's one thing that's maybe you know a little bit unique to my lens. A second thing I would say is I really um, have always cared, and and you know I think we all care about getting people with diverse perspectives. We try to have people with short tenure, long tenure, people who've been in agency world, have been in brand world, everybody from the college intern to somebody who has 25 years of amazing experience, different backgrounds, et cetera. And so we are very purposeful about that. And you know, the last but not least, I'm a, I'm a believer in hire good, smart people with learning agility. Sometimes that's more important than check these three boxes. Have you done X on Salesforce? Have you done Y on Adobe Analytics? I think good, smart people that want to learn and can learn, you can't go wrong. I love that. There's there's some wisdom gold nuggets in that one for sure. Um, and I can tell that it's thoughtful how you sell, how you choose people and also how they choose you as well. And I think it's important. Um, that's, that's fantastic. You're, and because you're, you know, you're hiring a human at the end of the day, you want them to be, like you said, purpose, purpose driven and purpose led. And then and having a diverse background and experience brings an interesting perspective to it. For me, you know, being one of the marketing leaders in, in a fast growing company, I'm learning that it's it's all about collaboration, yes. right? And I know you you know this very well being at Hallmark. I mean, you're often sitting at this intersection of functions like product and finance and sales and operations. And I mean, you're kind of in the middle of the flywheel at marketing mm-hmm. and it's your job, one of them, to really make sure that you're all staying aligned and you're supporting each other towards these common goals, how are you doing this? How do you kind of balance that so well? Because again, the scale that Hallmark, Hallmark is playing is massive. Yeah. No, I love any question related to collaboration because those are the kinds of things that um, make or break someone's success. I mean, you've worked with people like this. I'm sure anybody listening have worked with people that might be the smartest person you've ever met. But if they're not somebody that can effectively communicate or convey their ideas, or frankly, they're not someone that someone else wants to work with, things don't happen. And I think that's completely true. And, you know, I have had my experience, of course, shaped by spending 20 plus years in our culture. And, you know, if you came and spent a day with me here in Kansas City at our Hallmark core headquarters, we have offices, of course, all over the world in LA and New York for our media businesses, so on and so forth. Pick any of those places. You would see that relationships and people actually having some connective tissue happens within our culture. And I think you would say, hey, this is exactly what I think the Hallmark culture should be like. If your whole mission is to help people connect with each other, well, that's important to us. And I think at the heart of collaboration 
is some connection, like spending one minute to understand, hey, hey, Jeremy, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, it doesn't all, some people connect personally, some don't. It can be just as much even professionally to understand what do you need from this interaction? And I think so many people skip over those really basic steps, but you got to find a way to make sure that the other person leaves that interaction feeling like, you know, this is a good thing as well. And so I know that all sounds very basic, but the what's and the how's and this platform and are we cookie list, those things will change every month, every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But those basic skills of, hey, what are we both trying to accomplish? You know, th- those things are lasting. Mm. And I, I really try to focus on that. You know, th- thinking about the, you know, the global reach of Hallmark, you know, and can you maybe tell us like, what's the scope of the marketing team? Are there, is it, is it, cent- is it a centralized kind of marketing operations all based HQ? Are there kind of marketing folks all over the world? What does that look like? Yeah. So um, the team that really is my core team is works on what we call the Hallmark global business. And that's what you would consider to be our Hallmark stores, um, Hallmark cards, gift wrap, ornaments, you know, keepsake ornaments is a big thing. All the things that are really related to that part of our business is my team. And by and large, that is centralized, uh, centralized marketing team here in Kansas City. And if you can't, you know, see me and you're just listening to me, I'm putting Kansas City in quotes because, you know, remote location and, and all of that, you know, has of course been part of what we do to make sure that we're tapping into the right people at the right time. But by and large, kind of headquartered here. We have um, the other big part of our Hallmark branded business is, of course, the Hallmark Channel or the media division known as Crown Media that has the Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Hallmark Drama, and our streaming service called Hallmark Movies Now. That team is, um, we're all partners. We, you know, work together quite a bit, but that's a separate marketing team that does, um, you know, live within that part of the business. And then as it relates to our global reach, by and large, marketing is localized. And so, for instance, our UK business has a marketing team in the UK. We partner together. But, you know, whether it's time zone, consumer insight, understanding, et cetera, generally we have marketing be more localized with just those global synergies. What is the balance you strike between global and local engagement activities? Yeah, you know, I would say probably 80 for 20 people are really focused on their core business, right? So my team's thinking a lot about, um, you know, right now it's, you know, December, it's a huge time for our stores, or it's a huge time for Hallmark.com. People are going to get their gift wrap, by the way, you know, go get your awesome Hallmark gift wrap. It's awesome quality. People are sending cards. And so my team, 80% plus of the time is focusing on that. Our peers over at, you know, the Hallmark channel are making sure that the Hallmark channel remains number one with our key segment in Q4, which it does. It's awesome. And so that's a lot of the daily work. But there are times, like I said, in the 20 percentage where we're making sure to think about that consumer experience and journey across those touch points, thinking about how we can make sure. And if you're an ultimate Hallmark fan, you know that, that you know that you're recognized across touch points or even globally. You know, just last week I was looking at a brief from our team in the UK as they launch a new product and we're all trying to bring our best ideas to bear. So probably 80 for 20 is the quick answer. It's awesome. Lindsay, what, what was the first brand that you remember making an impact on you? Oh, hmm. you know, I, we could all go back to like childhood and all those things, but you know, the brand that I'll say that I remember being enamored by, I'll start with that, like more from a professional perspective And this goes back 20 plus years, but 
I was always really enamored by Southwest Airlines and because I thought they were so unique. And of course, you know, things have changed and, you know, they've changed, the world's changed. There's still some great things. But if you think back 20, 25 years ago, when you do have to pick, you know, the case study or whatever you're going to pick, I always thought they had some very interesting paradigm shifts. And I like to be that entrepreneurial person, meaning you are in the company and you've been there a long time like me, but you're still offering up that, you know, agita poking on what could be and what is. And, you know, in Southwest, I remember going to one of the a conference where they had a speaker there and they talked about their competition in their minds early on wasn't another airline. It was car travel as an example. And you know, it's a story maybe everybody knows now, but I found that fascinating that they were really looking at a completely different value proposition. And then that whole kind of, Hey, we're going to be the low price sort of the common friendly kind of brand and how they've pulled that through. I always thought they were a super interesting case study. So that's one that comes to mind. And if you looked at more books than I have behind me, I have a couple of books on them because I thought they're pretty interesting. That's a great brand um, that we don't talk enough about, I feel like on this show. And, you know, I know that the whole, you know, bags fly free was a big, was a big one for them. They got a huge lift on that. And I um, remember my early days at Google, we had a, a gentleman that came and was part of the agency that was pitching Southwest that idea of like, don't charge for bags. And it was this kind of crazy idea that yep. it really changed a lot of a lot of growth for them. So real quick, Jeremy, before you shift, by the way, I was just thinking of this too. This might come off completely silly, but it may be, I don't know, slightly interesting too. The other brand, if I'm being super honest, actually is Hallmark. So it's kind of funny when I was a kid, I made my own cards like many of us did. But I mean, mine were like, intricate. I die cut them. I made my own little brand. Wow. I sold them to the neighbors. And so I always joke that it was like somewhere deep inside of me. I think I, I uh, had some sort of, you know, serendipitous path here. So anyway, I'll try to find one of those and see if I can get you to, you know, give me anything for it. Nice. Okay. Deal. <laughs> um, so kind of shifting to, you know, consumer expectations, right? I mean, how have consumer expectations changed over the past couple of years and how have holiday marketing strategies adapted to that? You know, there's so many things that have changed and, and, you know, the rate of change has been incredible for so many different reasons, Mm -hmm. digital acceleration, you know, social media. um, Clearly we've referenced the pandemic, but from my vantage point, if I was going to narrow it down to like the biggest source of change, I think it's that consumers want flexibility, right? You think about 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, you, you kind of played the game, the manufacturer, the retailer, whomever put out there. Now it's, you know, I want how I want it, when I want it, where I want it. And we can all think of whether it's from grocery shopping to, you know, connecting to buying your presents for, for Christmas, whatever it is, people are completely demanding flexibility. And that's a huge insight into how we're thinking about where we reach people. We always try to have authentic conversations in our marketing. So where we tee those up and then the products and services, even most importantly, that we're trying to bring to people's lives to help them solve, you know, their connecting, you know, goals. It all comes down to meaning, you know, I say her, but her and him where they are. Mm. How do you see your marketing strategy evolving with increasingly connected experiences? You know, there's, the holy grail that I think we all look for is really getting that consumer-centric view. And I'll give a couple of practical things because it's easy to say those things, but I think you know it's most interesting. Like, what are you actually doing? What are we actually doing? 
So one is, you know, we don't plan in channel silos anymore. Our team isn't organized that, hey, this is the TV buying team and this is the, you know, social team or whatnot. We really try to look at everything from a consumer centric view. And our whole, my whole team that we actually call the consumer experience team, we don't even really necessarily always use the word marketing anymore because we're trying to make sure that everybody thinks through, hey, I'm going to think about Jeremy's experience, where he is navigating, what he needs, what we can infer from that, what his behavior has been. And so this whole world of connected experiences um, has led us to a place where it has to be consumer first. And a couple of other things, um, you know, like many companies, Hallmark is also leveraging direct-to-consumer when and where it makes sense. And with those closed-loop interactions, we can then introduce new people to the brand and learn about them to put into our total ecosystem. We can show, you know, different sides of the brand, capture more data to try to be more helpful. And then the last thing I would say is just this whole social landscape that continues to change. You know, we have for instance, you know, like everybody entered into the world of TikTok, entered in, in our own authentic way to the world of Snap and, and trying to figure out, you know, based on those users and those behaviors, everybody's so connected. What does it make sense and how should we show up there versus how we show up on Facebook or how we show up on an Instagram story? So all of though, I would say the headline is it comes down to be consumer first, mm. try to be helpful, try to be authentic and realize that there are no silos anymore. So we shouldn't replicate those within our organization. Hmm. I love how you mentioned those other kind of channels that you're, you know, you're at the table with, with TikTok and, and Snap and, and these things. So, I, you know, I think of Hallmark as this, you know, really, really, per, you said a purpose-driven brand. And actually, you know, a lot of brands talk about this, purpose-driven marketing and purpose-driven brands. Yep. We talk about Hallmark being that thing. Now I'm curious about, of course, 100 plus year old business now you have to still be relevant. You're at the table, TikTok, you're sitting, you're, you know, you're creating content. So how are you doing that authentically and saying, Hey, not only are we still here, we're still relevant, we're still authentic and we're still purpose-driven. Well, you know, I alluded to this earlier, but I'll just say it again, because I think it's super relevant uh, to this question, which is we try to stay focused on the um, bedrock of our brand promise, which once again is to just help people live more caring and connected lives, to have those meaningful moments, to have those memories, to have those tighter relationships. And how we do that has ebbed and flowed over a hundred plus years. And so that is a very like freeing way, first of all, to think about it. But from there, you know, we try to have a lot of two-way dialogue with existing users new, uh, you know, generations that are coming into, you know, these kinds of behaviors to really understand where are we meeting your needs, where you're not meeting the needs. And, and I think sometimes companies fall into traps where they're not willing to ask those hard questions because the real insights are when you're willing to just sit down, like, you know, sit down. We recently had a Gen Z focus group and just to talk about like, okay, what are your perceptions of Hallmark? What are your perceptions of cards? And, you know, you learn a lot of amazing things. There are what we would call the caring connector you know, archetype, that person who believes that the world is inherently good, that person that believes that relationships are the glue and they're willing to put in the time and effort. Those people exist at 12 mm -hmm. and they exist at 92. Well said. But to figure out like, what do they need and how do we tap into, you know, what would make sense for them? That's the key to relevance in my mind is be open, 
ask the hard questions and make sure that you're investing in innovation to answer those questions, which I know we'll get to it in a minute, but you know, you and I've talked before the call about a couple of innovations that we've recently launched, which, you know, whenever it's time, I'll I'll share those with you as well as two examples of some of those outputs to those conversations. I love that you're, you know, you you know that the archetype, the profile of the, you said the caring connector, you know that they exist across all generations. Yes. And so I think that's really beautiful. And that's a really cool distinction. It's not like, okay, okay, now we get to find the person who's in Gen Z and find the person who's in Gen X and oh, wait a second. It's like, no, that that profile, that personality absolutely is still there. So getting into the conversation and doing the same things you've been doing well and finding those people. And I think that's really key. It's also a testament to something I noticed with some of the brands that come on this show is that as they've been able to scale massively, they have this kind of through line of keeping things simple. Mm-hmm. It's like simplicity seems to scale things as opposed to adding complexity. Yes, And it's beautiful to see that's like, I can tell you go back to like, okay, what what mattered then? It still matters now. And mm-hmm. maybe there's a shift in it, but I think that's really interesting. It's also a little bit of a secret sauce to see why is Hallmark so massive and big? Well, they've also kept it simple, you know, as they've evolved. And so that's really cool. How has your data or rather, how has your use of data changed over the past year to inform decision-making? How are you personalizing or using AI, things like that? Yeah. You know, another huge, big topic for sure. And, you know, I'll say, first of all, that we do enjoy, you know, a a large amount of first-party data. That is one of the great things about being a brand that has some history. And, you know, we have, we actually, it's a timely question, just today met our goal for new Crown Rewards, which is our loyalty program. We met our 2021 goal today. Wow. So a little virtual high five. High five, nice. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, doing that in lots of different ways. When we set that goal, we didn't, you know, know how much our e would explode based on people's shopping changes, all the things. But we do have, um, you know, a lot of first-party data, which is one great thing. But as we think about, um, you know, how to find those other valuable consumers and kind of get into that connection, you know, we we have a lot of things that that we do. I mean, we do, um, one thing I'll say maybe that comes to the top of my mind is we look for what we call WHEN, W-H-E-N data. And what that means is not only who you are, that you are a, uh, you know, a 28-year-old mom of two, who's a caring connector, who shops in these places. It's also important for us to try to have um, a conversation where we maybe learn, well, when is your birthday or when is your significant other's birthday or things like that. And that kind of part of the data genome around, you know, those people who are most close to you, um, those people who you might want to activate. And we can do that. Like I'll give you a really basic example you know, if you buy a card for your sister on August 12th and you have some relationship with us, we can then maybe tell you next July 30th, like, hey, you might have a birthday need coming up. And people find that helpful. They're like, oh yeah, I got to get that. In their mind, they know that's their sister. You know, so we've got a lot of different first party things. And like everybody, you know, with how third party and cookies and all those things are changing, you know, we have a lot of great outside partners, both our media agencies, are uh, kind of CRM and loyalty partners. And so we never believe that, you know, we have all the experts on our team either. We do leverage a great suite of partners to help us make sure we're constantly navigating and doing things like, you know, side-by-side comparisons to try to really extrapolate our own append and lookalike data. We have um, our own 
proprietary version of kind of a CRM uh, system that we call Know Her, because our whole goal is how do we know her to help her? And that does the normal data integration, cleansing, making sure we have all that available. And so a million little things, but we always believe that the more personalized, which includes when, who, how, is super important. And the last little thing I'll say, because you mentioned AI, you know, like everybody, we're doing a lot of experimentation. The biggest live use case we have with AI right now is in our chatbots um, that come to life in our digital experiences. So consumer care is also part of my world. I get to work with an awesome guy who leads that part of our business. And he's a, he's a great innovator. And we've launched this year a couple of chatbots because you know from your other conversations, it's easier for people to interact oftentimes mm-hmm. with the chatbot. And you know we have some great AI that feels very hallmark and very helpful and can hopefully you know, get people to accomplish their task in a fraction of the time. I love that. We we had the CMO of Live Person on, mm-hmm. she came on the show, Amber Armstrong, mm-hmm. and really bullish on their business. It's really cool to see that what they're doing with AI yes. online. Exp- I mean, it's amazing how they're engaging with, with brands and how brands are using that technology. So yes. that's awesome. You and the Hallmark Squad have not been quiet on the product innovation front. Sign and send and video greeting cards have launched. Like, What's the inspiration for those? Tell us about those. Yeah, well, thank you for the question. As alluded earlier, I'm super excited because these are solutions that we know people love, but they're early. We've just launched them. And so, you know, a platform like this, Jeremy, I'm grateful to get to tell more people because I'm telling you, you try either of these, you're going to love it. All right. You promised me, Jeremy, if you haven't yet, you go do both of these after our deal. After we sign off here. (laughs) All right. Well, the first one, sign and send in a nutshell that's an opportunity for people to go on the hallmark.com or you can download, you know, the, the progressive web app on your phone or save the browser, whatever, but you can send a real hallmark card, like a real card that has the quality, the process, all the cool stuff that you want to save has that real hallmark card. And you can add your personal handwriting all from your phone. So we have a proprietary way. We get your handwriting from you. We print it on the card, basically looks like a pen wrote it on the card. We, print your address. We add the stamp right now. We even pay for the stamp and we put that thing in the mail for you. And so, you know, if you're thinking that you want to tell someone you care about them or wish them a happy birthday or a happy holidays or whatever, and you want to do that tonight at midnight when you're hanging out on the couch, every single step of the card process is now able to do on your phone, but with all of the amazing, you know, personalization and and those really genuine, meaningful touches. So that's sign and send. All right. Ooh's awesome. Amazing. Right. I know my, my, I know my mom's <laughs> going to be excited about this too. So yeah. All right. All right. Well, tell her, I'll look for her. Uh, I'll, I'll look for her to become a member of our loyalty. If she's not already, she probably is. She probably is. Yep. She probably is if mm-hmm. she's already, mm-hmm. yeah. If, if, uh, if she's a caring connector, the other one that we literally just launched a couple of weeks ago, it's called Hallmark video greetings. And this is super fun. Um, there's two ways you can play, but I'll tell you one way is You can buy a physical card and within each card that has a custom QR code that you as the buyer click on that and you can make a fun video and it can just be you or the people in your household, or you can simply invite others via text or email. Like the experience is way easy. And then we magically stitch these videos together and then you throw the card in the mail. So imagine you can't see your extended family in California this holiday but you and a few other people make them something. They get not only the normal holiday card, they scan that and it's all of you guys saying, hey, wish we could be there. And like I said, we make that simple. We bookend it with awesome content. We stitch it together. 
Or you can just also make the digital only version and text that to someone, share it on social. So it's been so fun to see the different videos and video compilations that people are sharing with us that they're making. I mean, stuff we could never dream of. And it's very fun to see. So Hallmark Video Greetings, you can also find that by checking out hallmark.com. You can do all of the above on hallmark.com. That's awesome. And these are, so these are recently launched. You're, you're, you're seeing, what are some of the results here? So, I mean, you're seeing an, obviously a lot of adoption and I'm, I'm assuming with the avid fans that are a part of the Hallmark community. Yeah. Well, Sign and Sin launched a few months ago. Okay. You know, that one launched first and we're seeing some great things like our net promoter scores and user satisfaction scores are incredibly high. So once people are discovering it, they're coming back and they're loving it, which is great. And, you know, since we launched, um, you know, in a birthday time period or an everyday time period, we were seeing that now that we're in the middle of a holiday season, we're seeing some awesome results of people using this as a new way to send, you know, their holiday cards. So great momentum. And then video greetings is like, a, a it's a baby on the launch timeframe. It's been in the market three weeks. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, and, you know, we're trying to work fast and nimble. We had this idea, we commercialized it, made it happen literally within four months. Uh, and so it's been out for three weeks. And like I said, the videos we're seeing are really cool. And we have a couple of uh, celebrities lined up to make a video greeting in the next nice. uh, week or so. So I think a lot more people are going to see how fun the product is from those, you know, big PR kind of moments. That's awesome. I've heard you talk about the importance of engaging and rewarding customer loyalty to the brand and and the success of your own legacy brand reward system what are some of your kind of best practices, tips for operating a successful brand rewards program? Yeah. So our brand rewards program, it's called Crown Rewards. And, you know, it's actually one of the first loyalty programs of its kind. You know, now like every brand, every company, every retailer, every whatever has a loyalty thing. But Hallmark was one of the first on the scene. And, you know, we have to use the word we said earlier, the magic word in marketing, right? Relevance. We've continued to adapt and change. And we continue to see, I mean, our Crown Rewards program is best in class as far as net promoter scores across other loyalty programs, et cetera. But I think a few things back to your term earlier of just keep it simple. We try to always be helpful. And for some people, when you crash the Venn diagram of helpful and personalized, for some people that means, hey, reward me with a deal for shopping a lot. For other people, that means let me be the first to know. And for other people, you know, that might mean, hey, give me the best and convenient ways to do what I need to do. And so we're always striving to be personalized and helpful. And, you know, I think the other thing that we have that makes, um, you know, a us a little unique, obviously there are others in this scenario, is having both a physical footprint, you know, with a thousand plus stores, adding into a, a growing e-commerce business. And so back to you can use your loyalty wherever you, you know, want to use it. The last thing I would say is we've really tried to add some bold uh, value to being a part of it. So if you go on hallmark.com and you sign up for Crown Rewards, or if you're already signed up like your mom, we give you free shipping 365 right now, 24-7. There's no hoops of, hey, spend 50 bucks or do this. It's like we try to have clean, simple value props. If you're a fan of us, we're a fan of you. And, you know, we'll make it happen. And right now, you know, you can come and try a sign and send card for free on us, awesome. including the stamp, uh, if you sign up for Crown Rewards. And in our stores, you get a free card every month. So we really try to be bold about the value 
because we know that we have the kind of category that is not a consumable. You only need so much X, Y, or Z, you know, peanut butter or, mm-hmm. or sparkling water. But the more you connect, the more you want to connect. And we know that's true. So I love it. It's, it only behooves our business as well. Awesome. Do you have any parting words of advice for growth driving leaders across various lines of business? You know, I think my simple answer is balance being a bold visionary and pushing for your ideas, but also being open to as long as you know where you're going, it's okay if the path to get there changes 10 times. Mm. I think this whole idea of where vision meets iteration, so many initiatives I think in the world are, if people don't get it right the first or second time, they think it's a bad idea. And what I've seen is ideas are not hard. It's the commercialization and the iteration to like figure out how to make the idea work is the hard part. So I think that's something that um, a lot of people could benefit from. We've all learned from that. I've learned the hard way. That's true. Mm. I'm curious about this this question for you as well, because you've, you've been there. You have such a great tenure at Allmark, and I'm certain that you've been exposed to some really interesting things while you're there in the 21 years that you've been there. What would you say is maybe the one skill that you've really cultivated in your time there growing into the leader of marketing at Hallmark? You know, this is something that I am very you know, purposeful about, to use that word again as well, in my leadership, but is to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, to surround yourself with people who think differently than you, to be okay with creating an environment where people challenge you. And then when you guys agree and kind of jump over that proverbial wall, let your team and your peers do their thing. I find my job as a leader is to just try to break down barriers for amazing, smart people to do what they do best. Mm. And I think so many people think that they have all the right ideas themselves or they can do everything themselves. And even if they don't say that, if we all take stock, sometimes people do that. And I try to, and I'm not always perfect at it. I'm sure I mess that up sometimes too, but to really try to say, hey, we've got an awesome team and let people run the play. Mm. You know, I think that's key. I love that. That's awesome. Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. Salesforce brings marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com forward slash marketing. We've got Lindsay Roy, Chief Marketing Officer at Hallmark Cards. First question, lightning round. Lindsay, are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready. And a shout out and a thank you to Salesforce. Indeed. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Salesforce. We love you, Salesforce. Okay. Number one, was there a time you got a card from someone when you didn't expect it? Absolutely. All the time. And part of that is probably where I work. But I will tell you, for those of you listening in the lightning round, we have droves of research that say the more unexpected that card or that connection is, the more the person appreciates it and remembers it. So ask yourself right now, who needs to hear from you today? Everybody has an answer to that question. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. This could cause some uh, some division depending on on how you answer this. But what's the best place to get barbecue in KC? Ooh, good one. Yeah, there are lots of different opinions. I'll go with the one that actually is ran by someone that I've worked with at Hallmark, but I also personally love the food there. It's called Q39. It's a newer to the scene. There's two locations, one downtown-ish, one in the uh, Overland Park area, but that's it's a newer one to the scene and I'm a huge fan. Okay. Which championship meant more, the Royals (laughs) in 2015 or the Chiefs in 2020? Okay, I love this question. Of course, I'm, I'm a hometown girl. I cheer for all the teams. I'm a sports nut. And so I loved it all. But 
Deep down, I have a different answer than probably most of the city because I'm a baseball nut. I have lots of memory ah. and uh, I, I went to so many grand with my, with my grandparents, I went to so many Royals games. And so deep in my heart, I'm baseball first. <laughs> okay. I like that. Aaron will appreciate that too. Okay. What's one trend that excites you about where marketing is heading? This whole notion of authenticity. You know, I feel like there's in the past marketing, some, you know, advertising, whatever word you want to use has gone through eras where it's more about facade. And today's consumers have zero tolerance for that. It's got to be real. It's got to be authentic. You got to do the right things and, um, you know, really stand up for what you believe in. And that's something that, you know, Hallmark's done since day one. And so that excites me because, you know, we've been authentic uh, before authentic was cool, if you will. And so I love that that's where the puck has moved. Mm, I love that. What is a good idea you had recently? Hmm. Well, how about the sign and send and Hallmark video greetings? I can't take full credit for those, but you know, our, our team considers those both two good ideas. So this is just my chance to plug them again. Go try them. <laughs> that's great. Okay. What do you do when you want to feel more joy? Um, the first answer is just spend time with my kids. I have a 12 year old son and a 10 year old daughter and wow. you know, they, they keep you grounded and, and, and joyful. There's, I'm sure lots of other things, you know, I, I'm a content junkie. I watch a lot, read a lot. I think all good marketers do. So I've got my own little self-care content holes, but when you say joy, I think of my kids. Mm, that's awesome. What do you love and appreciate about yourself? Wow. That's a very humbling question. Goodness, you know, I'm like Midwest humble here. We don't talk like that, Jeremy, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I think answering this from a somewhat professional standpoint, I have always been the same person at home that I am at work. I'm the same person at midnight that I am at noon. And I, I never prescribed that as a, you know, a executive, you have to be X, Y, and Z way. And I've been thankful and grateful and, and blessed that that's worked out for me. That's, that's great. Okay. If you had unlimited creativity and support, you would blank. I would find an amazing problem that needed to be solved in the world and help solve it. Insert any problem, hunger, foster care, anything. There's so many big problems. Oh, that's good. And, and, you know, you get to a certain point in your life where that's where the real value and legacy lies. Mm, I love it. Okay. Last question. What's a secret that you've been uncovering that you're excited about, but you don't want to share about it? Hmm. You know, I think just we are constantly discovering new, new insights and, you know, how we act on those. And I will just say in general, I think we're at a time here at Hallmark where we have amazing ideas to really continue to be relevant to generations to come. Because like I said, it goes back to there are people who care and want to belong and want to love each other at every age. And I think some people think that, you know, oh, this is for older people or this is for younger people. But the notion of that persists, we have zillions of ideas on the how because we don't change the what or the why. I mean, you know, Hallmark remains to be at this really beautiful intersection of, you know, people will always want to be seen and heard. They'll always want to connect. And where's Hallmark going to be? They're, they're right at they're right at that intersection. You know, it's clear that that you know that's one reason why the brand continues to be so amazing. It's like you know, 
what people care about. And that's not going to change. That will be the, that'll be the case for all eternity, in my opinion. So um, that's amazing. Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Marketing Trends. Such an honor. You had so many mic drop moments. I just wanted to be like, mic drop. I mean, wisdom just was spilling out of your head and such an honor. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. And and please, guys, go check out at Hallmark Store. Check out Hallmark.com. We have some amazing content that I think you would be pretty excited to see. So check it out. And, and Jeremy, ever since you reached out to me, I've been excited for this day. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. And um, I'll be continuing to listen to all the other great interviews you do after me. Fantastic. Thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate you. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.